This is the Pathways Podcast. This podcast exists to help you find completeness in Jesus. And so for the next few minutes, I want to talk about the idea that, that, that God wants all of us to have a pure heart, a pure heart. And to talk about that, I want to start with a prayer right from the Bible. And it's a prayer from a guy named David, who you've probably heard of David. David was a shepherd, a warrior, a king, a harpist, a dancer, man after God's own heart. He had it all. He had a lot. But there was a point in David's life where he made a really, really, really bad choice. In fact, he made a lot of bad choices. And this prayer that we're going to read from Psalm 51 comes from right when that happened, right after. And so David says this in Psalm 51. He says, Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. So David wants a pure heart. He wants a strong, a steadfast, an anchor spirit. He wants to be close to God and he wants God to carry him through all the difficulties of life. And I think we want those things too, right? Like those sound like pretty good things. Like even if we wouldn't use the same words that David uses, I think we would agree with him that those sound good. I, I, I definitely think we don't want the opposite of those things, right? Like, I don't want to be far from God. I don't want to have a weak spirit. I don't want to have a messy heart. I don't want God to abandon me. But why is David asking for a pure heart specifically? Why in this section of his prayer, th these requests that he's asking is his first thing, give me a pure heart. Well, I think it's because David knew something that Jesus makes clear to us later in the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 5, when Jesus says, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. David knew that a pure heart sees God. That in, in a way, our hearts kind of act as our faith eyes. And when our hearts are clean and pure, we're better able to see who God is and what he has for our lives. Maybe it will help you to think about it like this, in terms of darkness and light. In terms of darkness and light. Thank you, Ryan. See, David knew, yes, yes, light, yes. David knew something that you and I, that we all know, that in the dark, we can't see, and in the light, we can see. Pretty obvious, right? And David, when he wrote this prayer, he was very much in the dark. He had just made a really, really big mistake. To be sure, he was a man after God's own heart. The Bible makes that much clear. But his sin had sort of distorted and disrupted his view of God. Maybe you can think about it kind of like this. Like David's sin with his view of God kind of is like when you're watching TV or you're watching Netflix and uh, it gets kind of choppy because the signal's bad or you like watch two seconds and then there's like a little loading circle and then you're like, so you see it, but it's, 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 there's kind of stuff in the way. 
right? Or maybe, uh, maybe it helps to think about it like this. Like if you've ever, ever had to get up in the middle of the night because you have to go to the bathroom or you need to get a drink of water and it's pitch dark in your house, right? And you know where everything is. Like that's your house. It's your room. And yet, no matter what, you end up kind of walking like this because you're like, oh, I don't want to hit the corner of my dresser with my pinky table. I don't want to hit the corner of my dresser with my pinky table. And because it's so dark, you think that your dresser ends right here, but really it's out here. And so you're walking and you're like, okay, I'm almost there. And then you hit your pinky and you're like, oh my gosh. And you're just like trying not to scream in the middle of the night because it hurts so bad, right? The darkness disrupts our view. And yes, that did hurt my voice when I just made that sound, if you wanted to know. And that's what David's sin did to him. It disrupted his view of God. And David's sin was big. He had taken something that wasn't his. David took another man's wife and she became pregnant with David's baby. Not good on a lot of levels. And so instead of David going and just confessing and bringing his mistake into the light and saying, look, this is, this is what happened and owning up to it, what he did instead was he brought it further into the dark. And he had that man killed by putting him in battle and intentionally putting him in a spot where he knew he would die because the fighting was so intense. Yikes. See, that, that is what can happen when we, just, when we think that living in the darkness and hiding our sin with more darkness, when we think that that's a good idea. See, what David thought was, oh, okay, like, yeah, I'm, I messed up, but I can cover it. I can keep it over here. Like, it's fine. I, I can cover it. Like, no one else needs to know about it. And he thought that more and more darkness would lead to what he, to, to freedom, to a normal life again. And more and more darkness actually just led to more and more damage because darkness always leads to damage. And it wasn't until a guy named Nathan the prophet who was sent by God to go to David and call David out on his sin and say, David, I know what happened, man. You need to confess. I know everything that happened. It wasn't until that happened that David saw how destructive the dark was, how destructive it was for him to hide his sin. It wasn't until then that he realized, I need to be in the light. And so that's what he prayed for. He, he asked God for a pure heart, knowing that he couldn't get a pure heart on his own. He needed God for a pure heart. And he wanted a pure heart because he wanted to see God. So he needed God to see God. And so, okay, so, so maybe you're like, okay, that, that's, that's great for David, but why should I want a pure heart? Like, life's pretty good right now, Tyler. Like, School's going good and, and friends are good and, and my grades are okay and family stuff's good. Like, like, why should I want a pure heart? Well, first, the, the thing about darkness is that it's really good at hiding. And sometimes there can be darkness and, and hidden sin in our lives that sometimes we don't even realize. Or sometimes we can just be really good at hiding it. And so sometimes it will take a Nathan the prophet or God himself to call us out on the darkness that we think no one else sees, when in reality, it's hurting us pretty bad. And the second thing is that what's true for David, what was true for David is, is true for you and me, that a pure heart helps us to see God. A contaminated heart kind of acts like blinders or like a blindfold to our relationship 
with God. And we begin to not even recognize the darkness that we're in because it's so dark. Like, kind of like a fish doesn't realize that it's in water. And we don't realize that we're in the dark. And the decisions that we make are dark decisions because we're just so comfortable living in the dark. And you might think, and you might have even lived believing that, that a dark heart, a contaminated heart, is just between you and yourself. That, that you can just kind of keep it over here, keep it hidden, like laundry in your room, and it's not going to bother anybody, right? Like, like no one else knows what you've thought. No one else knows what you've done. No one else knows what you've looked at. No one else knows what you've said. And so as long as I can kind of keep it over here in the dark and just keep pushing it aside and keep trying to cover it, I'll be okay. But the truth is, is that a heart that is dark and, and broken and contaminated and divided will always spill over into a life that is dark and broken and contaminated and divided. But the truth is, it, but it's true for the, uh, the opposite of that, that a pure heart also spills over into our lives, but it doesn't bring about the things that a dark life brings. Instead, a pure heart brings the abundance of God, and, and suddenly our life isn't marked by secrets and hiding and sin. Our life is marked by grace and purpose and freedom and kindness, and everything that is at the heart of God is what our life begins to look like as we are walking with him in the light. When we're living in the light, we're in, in this way that God is calling us to live, when we see God, we tend to stop seeing so much of ourselves. And so we worry less. We're less anxious. We're not so selfish because we weren't intended to be thinking about and, and seeing ourselves so much. That's what happens when we see God. When we see him, we see that looking at him is greater than looking at anything else. And so, okay, so maybe now you're like, okay, I get why David wanted a pure heart. And sure, sure, Tyler, like maybe, maybe it would be good for me to have a pure heart too, but how? How do I get a pure heart? Like I, I can't just go ask somebody for it. I can't order it online. I can't go to the store. I can't call or text a buddy. I can't ask someone at school to borrow theirs. Like how do I get a pure heart? Nothing. Because here's the truth. That a pure heart comes from Jesus alone. Scripture makes clear that at one point we were lost in sin and we were lost in darkness until Jesus came and snatched us out of the darkness and brought us into the light of his kingdom. In the book of Colossians, the apostle Paul writes about that very thing. He says, uh, in verse 13, he says, For he, God, has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. And then John, one of Jesus' apostles and closest friends, he writes in the book of 1 John, and he says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son purifies us from all sin. So the only way that we are truly brought into the light is through the redemption and the forgiveness and the grace of Jesus, period, end of story. His sacrifice rescued us from the darkness and brought us into the light. And then as we walk in the light, remember this is what we talked about earlier, as we walk in the light, 
He asks us to transform us into people that live more like him and bring more honor and more glory to God as we live our lives. And so we're walking in the light and we can confidently say, okay, I am forgiven and I am free fully and forever because of what Jesus has done. And now as I continue to walk with him in the light, he is going to transform, to renovate out of my heart the habits and the thoughts of darkness that are deadly to me that he wants to get out so I can look more like him. So the question is not how do I get a pure heart? The question is how do I let Jesus renovate my heart? How do I let Jesus let, make my heart to be more pure? Well, John makes it very clear He says this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Confession, John says, is how we allow Jesus, who is faithful and just, to purify our hearts. And in turn, how we see God. So what is confession? Confession is the act of trusting God by recognizing our sin against God. It's the act of confessing, of going before God and saying, this happened, I need you. This happened, I messed up. And I know that you still love me, but I I need you to change what's in here. So the path to a pure, to a renovated heart, it starts with our coming to God and saying, I messed up, I sinned, I know that you love me, I need you to come in and to change everything. Because David, see, David was caught in his sin and for a while thought that he could just keep it hidden in the dark. And what ended up happening was that that caused way more damage. But John says, it doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to keep hiding things. You don't have to keep living in the dark, that you can live in the light with Jesus, not under the weight of a hidden secret, of a hidden sin, that you think if anybody else knew, they would never look at me the same. If God really knew, he would never look at me the same. John says, no, no, no. Confession is not met with anger or punishment or rejection. Confession is met with freedom and healing and love from God. We can trust that God is faithful and that we are secure in the sacrifice of Jesus. And it starts with our recognizing our need for Jesus, recognizing our sin and bringing it before God and saying, man, this is what happened. So how does our heart grow in purity? How does our heart look more like Jesus's heart? By coming to God like David did and recognizing that we are sinners, acknowledging that and that we need him to come in and do some serious renovation. And you know what God promises will happen when we do that? that he will renovate us, that he will change, that we will see in our lives that we are looking, beginning to look more and more like him and less and less like we were in the dark. That we will see him changing us into the people that he has created us to be. And so for some of you, you maybe have a specific sin, something that very specific that happened that you just need to bring to God something that you've not told anybody else, maybe that that when we kind of started to talk about this idea of 
confession, of telling your sin, of telling those secrets that you're trying to keep, the thing that you immediately thought of. Some of you, that's what you need to do. And, and you just need to bring it to God. And look at me, he, he sees you. He knows what happened. And he loves you still. That he knew that you would do that thing when he died on the cross for you. So he says, will you trust me? Will you bring that to me? And for others of you, you just simply need to confess for the first time that you, man, I'm a sinner, that I messed up. And you need to confess that, that you were living this life thinking that it was just about being a good person, that this life was just about your good things outweighing the bad things. When in reality, that is not the case, that, that we are broken inside, that we need the love and the grace of Jesus. And so for the first time in your life, you just need to come and say, Jesus, I need you to change me. I need you to renovate my heart, change everything from the inside out. And so right now, we're going to worship. We're going to sing to our God. And during this time, the, the, the band's going to come out here, and they're just going to play for a little bit. And there's going to be some scripture on the screen. And here's what, I, here's what I'm asking of you. To just sit in your chair and be with God. To not worry about who's around you, not worry about what, about what other people are thinking or, or doing. Just be with God. To, con, to listen to him. To confess to him. To receive God's grace. To talk to him. To pray to him. To confess to him. And some of you, maybe it might be it's helpful for you to have a conversation with your leader telling them about that sin that you just, you need to be free of. Or maybe it's a conversation with a parent later tonight. And maybe if you're like me and it's helpful for you to sometimes write that stuff down, there's paper and pencils in the back for you to do that, to write your prayer, to write your confession. But if God is leading you to, to tell someone something, to, to pray to him, to listen to him, then please do that. Please do that. Please do that. Confess to him, listen to him, trust him, and see that he wants you to trust him and just bring everything you've got to him. And you will receive his grace, receive his love, receive his forgiveness. Trust him, trust him, trust him. He loves you. He loves you, fifth and sixth grader. Let's pray. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the, for the, for the forgiveness that we find in him. Father, help us to not live in the dark, but to live in the light. Help us to have pure hearts, God, something that comes through only your power. Help us to trust you and to not leave this room still with the weight of hidden sin, but to bring it all out, bring it before you. Father, we love you and we trust you. Amen. Thanks again for checking out this podcast from Christ Church of Ornogo. We hope that this teaching is helping you discover completeness in Jesus and encourages you to help others do the same. If you're interested in learning more about Christ Church, visit us online at cco.church.